0: Welcome back to Don't Call It A Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. Today we're finishing Nice Dragons Finish Last. That's right. We only did the first third lapse episode, but we read the whole book for this one. It's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Pretty good. But we got to get warmed up, of course. Dan, I'm told you have a warm up for for us. I, I do have
1: a warm up, Luke. First, right before we started recording today... I was eating a little bit of kettle corn. Now, Mm. the thing about kettle corn is you don't ever go to the store and buy kettle corn, right? There's only specific places you get kettle corn, right? Correct. I didn't go to any sport event. I also didn't go to the state fair. Where I did go this weekend was the Renaissance Festival. Ooh, okay. Love that. Went to the Renaissance Festival this weekend. And
0: have you ever been to a renaissance festival, Luke? I honestly don't think that I have, which is weird to me. I also had never been
1: to a renaissance festival. This is my first time. Okay. I'm going to say a couple things about it. First, I really don't like the state fair. Any state I've been in, the state fair, not that interested. The one thing I am interested in, the state fair is the, the animals bit where you can see all the, like, goats and and stuff. That's mm-hmm. very The fun. prize hogs? We do love to see a prize hog. Yes, absolutely. Everything else uh, disappear. I would Thanos snap disappear it in a second. Okay. The Renaissance Festival is like an alternative state fair. And it's alternative in that, like, way more interesting to people watch. Like... Ten times more interesting to people watch at the Renaissance Festival than at the State Fair because there is just like no, there is no filter at the Renaissance Festival. <laughs> it's all people who are just like being their one hundred percent genuine self, whatever they think that is. And so, okay, it's, I love that. It's way more interesting to see what people are working with, and it like runs. It runs like such a wide like range of possibilities for what you've got from like on the one end yes it's a renaissance festival so you have people just dressed up in full battle gear looking Mm -hmm. like they're going to just decimate an opposing army okay right and then you've got the guy (laughs) you've got the guy who's walking around with what I assume is his wife and a t-shirt that has like a warning, choking hazard written on it in like a thing they would put on a package. And then there's like a dude get receiving a sexual favor from a woman oh. pantomimed on the front of his shirt. <laughs> yes. This is the range of people that I saw yesterday at the Renaissance
0: Festival. Okay, that is a wide range. Way wider than you would see at the State Fair. And I... I... I'm a big people watcher. Love people watching. One of my favorite activities. Mhm. Mhm. D- did you go dressed up? <laughs> no. No, I
1: I have to say I did not go dressed up. Okay. Because I it's my first one, Luke. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going I'm not going to half ass it. I'm not going to like you know, buy a cheap sword from the dollar general and go. Sure. You know, I, I this needs to be smith in the fires of uh, one of those (laughs) volcano on white Island in New Zealand, one of those volcanoes.
0: Okay. Yes. So, okay. I, at the risk of going too far into this warm up, I like am someone that, you know, okay. So we do, we do like a fantasy podcast, right? So like you would think that we would be into these things, which I, I feel like I would, I just have never been into one. Uh And so it's like, I don't really know a ton about them, and mm. at this point, I'm afraid to ask, kind of thing. So, so Let me we're give gonna you a jump in the rundown. trust tree, and I want more of a tour. Here's yes. Welcome to the trust tree. Here's here's a
1: general overview of my experience at the Renaissance Festival. So you 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 know it's you drive out into the country a little bit, uh, and you walk in to like there's like a front gate. And I think the Renaissance Festival in Minnesota where I went is like one of the better ones in the country. So this might not be the same experience that other people have at RenFest, but there is like a fake wooden castle that has been built as the front gate. And there's like a bunch of people dressed up as Renaissance folks greeting you. We went when it opened in the morning. So the king and queen of Renaissance Festival gave a speech and they blasted mm-hmm. off a cannon that announced the opening of Renfest. You walk in, and it looks like a medieval Renaissance, like English town inside. Like, all the buildings and shops are themed that way. Everybody's like, all the staff is all dressed up like peasants and knights uh-huh. and things. There's like jousting happening, it's all themed. For like medieval slash Renaissance, and uh, very particular to like England, like it's old England is essentially what it is. Okay. Uh, staff are very into coming up and saying stuff to you, so if you don't like strangers talking to you, this would be rough initially. So like learning the interaction takes it takes a little bit because people are like constantly yelling at you. And so like at a certain okay. at a certain point you have to like figure out how to say very few words and get away from the interaction if you don't want to deal with it. Okay. I will sure. say I sure. was having a blast after the first hour because for the first hour I was just like, who is this wizard coming up to talk to me and why is he handing me a piece of paper? Is it, are they like giving you quests? No. Okay. I never got a quest. I would have fucking loved to get a quest from a wizard. Yeah. N- never got a true quest. Minnesota Renfest, if you're listening right now, hire a wizard to walk around giving out quests. Give out quests. Ha- give out real quests, okay? With and rewards. With, with neat little rewards. Yeah, exactly. Like, the wizard also has a bag of rewards, and if you complete the quest and come back to the wizard, you get a treat. You know,
0: you get a little, a little nut or something, like a little salted nut. That would be my choice as well. Mm -hmm. Um, This sounds phenomenal. I I was a little skeptical about people like yelling at me because that's not usually my vibe. Mm -hmm. Um, But other than that, and if I could get used to that, that sounds great. It was, I think it's just superior to the regular state fair in almost every way. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm just so interested in this. So this might be a long warm up. Talk to me about the food. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So (laughs) the
1: food was basically just state fair food, but it was like list, like the signage and the advertising was all medieval Renaissance style, right? But they had like pretty much all the same foods you could get at the state fair at the Ren Fest, which is part of the reason why I think it's just better than the state fair. The Now, how they've upgraded it from the state fair, though, right? So they have all the same foods. However, they're constantly encouraging people to be drunk. They're just like, Ooh. it's like 1030 and everybody's like, come have a beer. Come on, get over here. And like, like there is so much like there's beer on every corner, essentially. It's a, I love this. I, I'm
0: very jealous of you right now right
1: now i will say so for me one of the reasons i don't love the state fair and i just like could could care less couldn't care less about it is i'm not gonna buy a lot of stuff at the state fair anyway Mm -hmm. right like a beer at the state fair is like eight dollars and it comes in like a little cup like uh, for like i get some people that's fine just i can't i can't justify it personally to spend that much money on, on that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Prices at the Renaissance Festival, basically the same as the State Fair.
0: But, like, it just felt cooler the whole time. Okay, yeah, sure. It felt. I like, mean, when I go to an event and get food, like, it's not because it's good food for a reasonable price. No, no. It's because it's like, I'm at this baseball game. And those, like, trash nachos are, like, taking me back and I really want some. You know? The little chips with the, oh, with yeah. the fake cheese? Yes. It's like, yeah, $7, sure.
1: What? <laughs> right, like, that's a worthy price for my childhood. That's a worthy price right. for me to go back to sixth grade. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that.
0: I did this last night, actually. We went to a football game. But, um... <laughs> I, I like I know that you love a funnel cake. Did you go funnel cake? We didn't go funnel cake. I do love a funnel
1: cake. I was trying to be a little frugal. So we did okay. lunch. We we were gone by like 2 p.m. So we did the morning there. Ooh, Now that I think of it. Okay. I don't remember ever seeing a sign for funnel cake. The one thing about it that isn't as good as the the state fair not a lot of like great maps around okay like hard to find a specific thing if you're looking for it right they had like a sherwood forest map that was just like a hand drawn thing with general landmarks but there was no list of vendors anywhere Uh so if you're looking for like dave's pottery emporium like you're gonna just have to wander around until you find it and this is another reason why I think it's superior to the state fair. Like in both instances, it's like crap that I would never buy. Like there's a bunch of stalls that are selling stuff that I'm never going to buy because it's it seems way more expensive than it would be outside of the fair. Com- like example is specifically at the California State Fair. I never understood this. They sell jacuzzis there. What Oh, that's why. What are you doing? Why are, who is buying a jacuzzi at the state fair? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah Who, who's impulse buying a jacuzzi
0: <laughs> exactly it's ridiculous that's it's wild.
1: ridiculous but then also so at the but at the renaissance festival it's like a booth that's selling a bunch of hand crafted pottery that's in cool dragon mm. shapes and stuff or like I would buy that. candles that look like castles that when you burn them they like melt and look all cool cool stuff. I'll buy that. Way more exciting to look at for me. So I'm way more into just walking around the shops and looking at the cool stuff that I'm never going to buy than at the state fair when it's like, "Oh, you could buy a outdoor fire pit."
0: It's like, "I don't care. This is sure, whatever." Okay. I I'm going to have to look up when when the next state or uh, Renaissance Fair that's close to me is because I'm I'm wanting to go now. But we, we should probably move on. I'm very, thank you for bringing this up.
1: Yes, absolutely. Listener, if you have a reason why the Renaissance Festival or Fair near you is better than the State Fair that happens near you, tweet at us. Let us know. I'm going to be tweeting. We're going to be tweeting about this this week, asking for some feedback. Tell us why, the Ren, why RenFest is better than the State Fair.
0: I like, I like that we're calling it RenFest as well. Oh, I'm i I'm an old um, pro now. It's called Randfest. Okay, okay. Let's let's talk about the book. Nice Dragons Finished Last, which we have finished. A lot to cover in this one. Mm-hmm. Um First off, I don't know if this is the first thing we read, but my first note is they go back to to Marcy's house mm-hmm. and are attacked and make it through and then the cats eat everybody
1: this is my first note as well
0: and it's like kind of not that big of a deal it seems they don't make a big deal about it at all no like there's a couple other times when i feel like these two people are the like moral characters Mm -hmm. right and so it just felt like a weird omission to like just allow all of these people to be eaten by cats. I don't cuz I don't think all of the people were dead. No, were they, they weren't dead. The cats were eating people alive. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I was very shocked by this <laughs> by this scene. This
1: yeah, this was terrifying to me. This was like We've read some kind of gross stuff in some of the books that we've read on the pod. This was kind of gross. This was one of them that was up there with like, I this is like a gross thing to have your main characters be a party to. <laughs> like, hundreds of cats eating people who are like screaming for their lives, who are definitely defeated. They've just been microwaved. They're, they've just been preheated, essentially. Right. And then the cats are just like, because sl- a cat isn't going to kill you quickly. You're not going to die no. quickly if a cat decides it's going to eat you. It's like, it's going to take like half hour, I'm imagining. Minimum.
0: <laughs> okay, so, but saying the the amount of cats that are there. like Okay, mm. like one cat is taking like a couple fingers. Mm-hmm. So you you need like thirty cats per person, and like it's gonna take it's gonna take a little while. This is- <laughs> it's traumatizing.
1: It's traumatizing. It's extremely traumatizing. You're gonna imagine too. There is like a fairly significant number of people in the world who are allergic to cats. Imagine right. being eaten alive by cats, and you're allergic to them.
0: Yeah, that's kind of like adding insult to injury there.
1: Right. Right. Because
0: at that point, you don't quite, you probably don't quite care about the allergies that much, but it's just the knowledge that it's there.
1: It's going to make it so much You're like worse. like
0: sneezing while being eaten. That's tough.
1: Right. And your whole life, you've managed to like tell all your friends and family, like, hey, if you have a cat, like, could you just put them away while I'm coming to visit for Thanksgiving? Because I really, you know, I, I sneeze and my eyes get all red. And you've managed to do that your whole life. Up until your dying breaths when you're just covered in cat hair.
0: Just irony. Straight irony there. Straight up irony.
1: And oh, the other thing about this which sucks is they're kind of presented as like bad guys because they're aligned with Bigsby and he's sent them to do this job. And yeah, they were like totally going to kill these folks. Well, they weren't going to kill Marcy, but they were probably going to try and kill Julius. Right. Like, these are just contract workers. I get it that their job is murder, but, like, still, to be eaten alive by cats feels like you need to have done something pretty bad for that
0: response to be justified. I think think that's true. I just want, later on, when Ghost comes back and is, like, hanging out, for marcy or julius to be like that was not cool
1: (laughs) right we need an awkward conversation between marcy julius and ghost it's like hey i know you did that thing and like at the time you know we hadn't set the boundary so you didn't know
0: but kind of terrible what you did right i it's cool that that there's we kind of have an army of cats right they have Um, like an
1: aragorn return of the king undead cat army
0: right but there needs to be some rules yeah
1: yeah I, i will say it is a great like ace in the hole it is a great aragorn undead army saving gondor kind of thing to be able to potentially pull out of your pocket just an army of cats to come save the day
0: right right i will say i think ghost is the only one that's undead so yes that's correct if you're fighting let's say a dragon i don't know if this army of cats is going to help a ton other than maybe a morale boost Mm -hmm. yeah i mean but it could be a good morale boost i will say dragons have to breathe right you get
1: enough cats that's true kill anything that's true
0: natural enemies cats and dragons i will say
1: Probably, yes, that's probably true okay let's let's move on from this. We've addressed it, so you know we can we can accept ghosts for who they are within our company, but but we have at least talked about what they've done was was very not cool. There is a moment where Julius finds the dragon he's looking for in a diner. Mm -hmm. He's gotten a tip. He's going in to meet with her. Marcy's in the car and is, like, starting to get a little jelly of Julius and this female dragon. Because apparently all dragons just look super hot naturally, which is fine. Right. Makes sense. Of course, we all know dragons are very hot. Mm Mm-hmm. Marcy is, like, getting so down on herself of, like, a dragon wouldn't even think I'm attractive. Like, they look so good together. You were just in a sewer with Julius's brother, and he was like, Damn, Julius, is that your human? Oh, she looking good. (laughs) She looking like a snack, Julius. Right. And Marcy's like, hey, could you maybe not and julius is also like hey yeah that's pretty uncool dude but like you had a marcy you had a dragon being like "Mm." about it
0: right with you the other the other thing about this just to go more more deeply into the dragons are super hot Mm -hmm. and that matters to them in in some way um Like, which one is their natural state? Do you know what I mean? Are you asking if their natural state is like, is like dragon? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like, if, if you're a dragon looking for another dragon Mm -hmm. as a mate, does the, whether or not their human form is hot matter at all? And like, do you have beauty standards in the human (laughs) Form? Oh, that's so interesting. Do they have a, a a double standard, is what you're asking? Right. Like, like if... Okay, so Ian and uh, Sven, or, or whatever mm-hmm. her name is, yeah. are into each other. Ian's super hot. Well, they're both dragons, so obviously they're both super hot. Is there, like, a trade-off where, like, if you're potentially into another dragon, uh-huh. you're like, well, as a dragon, they're kind of ugly i don't love the feathers but human form ian looking good and i can live with that (laughs) you're saying you're saying they get back from a date
1: no they've been dating for like a month or so and they finally get out of dfz and they're like hey you want to go for a you want to take a flight you want to soar and she's like oh yeah let's let's fly and they transform and he's got like, he's just looking not great. He's like very not her type dragon form. Mm-hmm. How do you respond? How do you keep them in human form? You know what I mean? How do you, how do you subtly be like, hey, actually, could we not fly? Maybe we could have a little fun. Maybe I mean, we could do a little role play. Mm,
0: that sounds fun. Right, and well, I just don't know if it matter. Like, which which form do they spend the most time in? Also,
1: it sounds like Bethesda is Dragon Form a lot of the time.
0: Right. Yes, I think that's true.
1: And I think if you're not in the DFZ, you're probably Dragon Form
0: a lot of the time. I do. Th- it does seem like their Dragon Form is like more powerful. Yes. Yes, and.
1: Like, a dragon doesn't seem like a very stealthy actor to me for the most part. Like, their whole vibe seems to be like, I'm going to dominate these creatures, and that's how I'll win. By, like, force of right. will and strength and, and all that jazz. So, like, if they don't have to be in human form, they're not going to do it to, like, trick some people. They're just going to turn dragon form and, like, destroy them. mm mm-hmm. So I'm imagining they're dragon form a lot of the time outside of DFC.
0: I think so too. I just I can't I I can't get over the like having two forms and caring that the human one is hot is attractive.
1: Yeah, but it's like it kind of makes sense, honestly, with their whole vibe because it's just like a form of demonstrating how powerful you are. It's just, like, right. a way of being, like, yeah, and I'm also hot, so c- cool. Let's, uh, let's make some dragon babies or something, you know? Sure. I guess, sure. honestly, now that we're talking about this and, like, how to keep a dragon in human form, Svenna's tactic of just staying in the DFZ is, like, a pretty good one. Ooh. If you're just, like, yeah, oh, I can't leave. I can't leave the DFZ. We've got to stay here. Then
0: you're stuck in human form. I I think we have a theory here, which is that there's okay, so obviously there like everyone is in some way insecure about Mm -hmm. something. Maybe in this case I'm gonna talk about the way that you being insecure about the way they look. Mm -hmm. If you have the excuse of staying in the D F C as a way to like stay as your human form who you know is really hot mm-hmm. like maybe ian mm. is like telling other is like staying in the dfc just because like feather dragon form ian is not as hot as human ian or he doesn't think it is he doesn't have the confidence right. in feather dragon form as he does in human form right he just feels more confident as a human
1: mm-hmm. mm.
0: interesting
1: i mean honestly pretty smart dragon move right like oh mom i've got to stay in the dfc there's a lot of crazy things going on
0: here so well and you're going to perform better when you feel more confident right it's like if i go to work in a shirt that's all rumpled and looks terrible i'm not gonna have as good of a day as if i go in feeling feeling good about myself you know i will say i don't love that analogy Okay. I think
1: we need to have dragon body positivity, Luke. And I'm sure whatever sure. form yeah. whatever form he takes in dragon form is got beauty in its own right whereas like a wrinkled a wrinkled dirty t-shirt kind of objectively a bad call. Fair. So like he's just not he's just not vibing with it maybe. Like you know what? Maybe there'll be a maybe there'll be a arc in a later book that's like body dragon body acceptance, you know? I hope so. We'd love to see that, actually. Okay, uh, there's one other thing. <laughs> I need to go back to the very start of what got us talking about dragon bodies, though, because Marcy <laughs> is feeling jealous about Julius and this other dragon in the diner. Katya. Katya. She's found. She's discovered Julius is a dragon, right? At this point, mm-hmm. she's jealous because she's like romantically interested in Julius. And before, she thought he was just kind of weird, maybe a human, something weird was going on. She didn't know he was, like, literally a different species from her. Right. Like, uh, is that weird for her to be romantically jealous of a dragon and another dragon potentially being into each other because she wants to be with the dragon? You know what I mean? Like, she's not even the same species as julius anymore are there like a lot of tales of humans and dragons like
0: right (laughs) i know what you mean i i i don't think it's that weird i mean he
1: sure he looks like a person and i guess there's a ton of like vampire content out there that's the same vibe
0: i think it's hard to like distinguish if if they look like a person
1: like, if from mm-hmm. that
0: moment on, Julius was always dragon form, maybe. But, like, if he's, in general, just a human. But you, like, also know kind of, like, abstractly that he is, in fact, a dragon. <laughs> I feel like it's it's not that weird. I, okay. Actually, this Cause is... Because it's, it's kind of an abstract point.
1: This is a good point, And now that I'm thinking about it. I actually literally last night watched The Shape of Water about a lady who falls in love with a fish man. And I was like, oh, that's kind Mm. of a touching love story. That's nice. And this person barely looked like a human. This is a fish guy. So, like, if I can accept that as a potential love story, then, like, I think I've got to accept this. My last note, and then we got to move on. Is she's probably yet to see Julius's genitals. I think I've guar- like she's guaranteed to have not seen his genitals. So there might be a significant disconnect there that could be a potentially a long-term relationship issue. But but I think we should uh, we should leave
0: that for a future book. <laughs> I think so too. I'm assuming it's addressed. It's kind of saying on this same same point with with Marcy and the dragons the heart strikers specifically for one thing i think it's really funny and cool that marcy considers the heart strikers like her home team because they're like the southwest squad which by the way home team for me as well uh go heart strikers
1: no this is this is wrong this is the wrong way these this is like a this is like being team jeff bezos if you're from like washington or wherever amazon was fat like the, the dragons are like a corporation that is extracting wealth through violent means from their popular like you're not team on a dragon as a human what are you talking about marcy
0: you're a sheep wake up that's fair it's a good point um, they have a literal horde of gold that they've taken from people over centuries. Right, right. Maybe this is the the move where the the dragons have created. They, they've been able to like stave off revolt against them by by encouraging tribalism through like supporting different dragon factions.
1: Clever branding, and now they're teams for people to root for. Right. God, yeah, the Twitter in this universe has got to be popping off so
0: hard. You just got to throw some some small benefits to, like, your local, right? Like, hand out turkeys on Thanksgiving, and we're Team Heartstrikers for life, for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Meanwhile, they did just burn down the hospital,
0: but we did get a turkey, so... (laughs) And they have an insane amount of gold just hanging out, just doing nothing. Yes. Right. And they did Um, steal
1: the turkeys from another person to give to us. They didn't even use their vast
0: fortune to buy the turkeys. So although now that I think about this, they their vast fortune is in gold and like and like weird weapons and stuff. So is it actually, like, affecting the economy? Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. I was, I was also thinking I feel like about, it's out of circulation.
1: I mean, but they're, like, constantly trying to grow their hordes, right?
0: Yeah, I assume so, yes. I,
1: I think part of the dragon's vibe is they're trying to grow their hordes. They're trying to grow in power and influence. I think the one way this could potentially be like a home team kind of thing is if there's like a rule with dragons where they're only extracting wealth outside of their territory, right? Mm -hmm. They're going into another dragon's territory. They're taking some of their hoard. Maybe they're taking some of their wealth from that
0: zone and bringing it in, you know, and then they're a job creator. Right. And it depends on how the extraction, the like wealth extraction, if we're going to keep using that term is happening, whether you're like a Jeff Bezos capitalist style of just like building wealth by not or, or, or by not like compensating other people enough because then i feel like your issue is more with capitalism than with dragons uh, yeah i think that's how i started this i'm not on team okay. jeff bezos no i know i know i'm just saying i feel like we last episode we talked about going against dragons and i Kind of because they were like dragons, and they were using dragon tactics, but this is more just about like uh complaining ag- against like wealth inequality, which is like dragons are a big part of that in this world where am I going with this? dragons are a big part of the in this world, but it's a bigger issue i i mean I agree <laughs> with you, I think either way, like you're not team
1: dragon, sure you're if like it. Yeah, I don't think you're going to be a team. You shouldn't be supporting the dragons. As a human, they're not looking out for you at all.
0: Right. I would agree.
1: Okay. Uh, The other reason why Marcy, I think, is a psycho, and this might be an extremely small note. They're... I don't remember exactly where they are. I think they're in a car somewhere, and Marcy gets a call from Bob. And everybody turns to her when her cell phone ringer goes off. What, who has their phone ringer on ever? What, this who, is a great Who thing has to their phone about. on loud? This is It's right now in the year 2021. Who the hell, under the age of 40, has right. sound ever come out of their phone when they get a notification or a call?
0: Yeah, it, the only person I can think of is my mom. Right. Who is not under 40.
1: What are you doing? Walking around public with your phone ringer on!
0: That is very chaotic. That's, yeah, that's a psycho move. If you, you, you- The only reason you have your volume on is if you've turned it up to watch a video and then turned it down immediately after the video has ended.
1: Well, and you could turn up the volume on just the media coming out of you don't have to turn up your cell phone ringer! I don't think my phone ringer has been on in like 15 years. Yeah, I, I don't same. think there's been a single day where I have intentionally been like, oh, I want to turn on my ringer in case somebody, gets, somebody calls me
0: in the middle of anything I'm doing. This is very true. <laughs> uh, very specific and small, but I agree with you. The, um, the only potential out
1: I'm going to give Marcy here is it's a new phone. She just got it true
0: that is true but like has she never owned a phone before maybe she's the like she's looking for something unique you know hey i'm the i'm the person that's phone rings i've got apple
1: bottom jeans as my ringtone we're all gonna love this
0: everybody also julius brought bought the phone for her he did yes it could be a motorola razor, and at that point it's like, yeah, you gotta have the the ringer on
1: no you look, you're insane. this is ridiculous. These phones
0: still have <laughs> what if it's a juke, Dan? <laughs> the whole point of the juke is to play music all right, well, if he got her a juke, then yeah, you probably should
1: use a custom ringtone if you've got the functionality, but I doubt he bought her a <laughs> juke
0: oh. It could be. Could be, though. <laughs> Something I just
1: thought of, though, uh, related to both of these discussions about phones and dragon form, Bob can, like, never be dragon form, right? Because his Why? phone is an old-school Motorola razor. How- There's no way he's typing, he's texting in dragon form, one claw at a time. To, like, get his plans in order when something's going on.
0: Right. Maybe he has two phones. Like, right, like, human form phone is a Motorola Razr. Dragon is the Nokia. Because it doesn't break. <laughs> okay, but
1: this is beside the point of, there's, you're saying he's texting? He's texting on that kind of phone in dragon form. You're trying to tell me he's trained his pigeon know. to send messages when he's in dragon
0: form? What are we doing? What are we doing, Dan? He, doesn't need, he has a pigeon. He has a messenger pigeon. Are you that's at- why he has the pigeon.
1: You're saying he has a messenger pigeon, but it's not so that he could tie messages onto the pigeon and send it out. You're saying he's trained the pigeon to translate so that right. it will text for him
0: when he's in dragon form. And that's why it's a Correct. messenger pigeon. It's funny. For, that actually that's, is no one has gotten the joke in centuries and it's <laughs> frustrating for but I
1: that is hilarious and i actually think that that's a good reason
0: to have that pigeon around yeah okay okay what one last thing about about marcy and the heart strikers mm-hmm. um julius casually mentions that their grandfather was quetzalcoatl mm-hmm and she has very little reaction. <laughs> like, I don't even think she says anything about it. Right. That is the most wild thing that has happened this entire time. What,
1: <laughs> what are you talking about? What? I feel like if,
0: <laughs> like if you're Marcy and you hear that, like, beyond the fact that I already know that you guys are dragons, that's just, like, a really fun fact that I have to respond to i no
1: no i because i think that's all rolled into that's so neat it's rolled into the dragon thing there are only like five dragons
0: yeah but it's like big enough in like a history thing that i feel like you have to be like oh i know that name (laughs) I don't know unless uh, well okay to be fair she's uh, familiar with the heart strikers already so maybe this is common knowledge right I feel like it might be it
1: it sounds like to me honestly like somebody claiming that they're a descendant from Genghis Khan and it's like yeah yeah, a lot of people are so like I get it ridiculous comparison by the way (laughs) it feels similar to me it's a different scale okay but like once you learn somebody's like family name it's like oh yeah of course like yeah sure you have to be also i'll say this i don't remember who quetzalcoatl is is that i wouldn't have been impressed maybe i'm a marcy here okay
0: okay was this a famous dragon it's like yeah i'm it's like I'm gonna not good. Google it. We'll Google it.
1: Afterwards. Oh, okay. All right. We. I was trying to be informative for you, listener, but Luke doesn't
0: want to indulge us. So, just Google it, I guess. Just pause. And Google. I I I want to do a small thing about at the end here, after the seer for the for the um, Russian ice dragons. The North Star. Yeah. The North Star hates bethesda and the heart strikers a lot yeah some serious slut shaming happening so much so that she's willing to die to like hurt them which seems like too much for like the perceived slight that is occurring
1: i don't know i feel like this is way more reasonable than katya
0: incurring a life debt okay yes that's <laughs> But we figure out that Katya is doing it for like a. It's it's also kind of a play for Katya to to remain independent. But
1: yeah, for now, sure. Like a life debt, you're gonna live a really long time, Katya.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, okay. It, both of these, both of them. Okay. I guess. Sure. Sure. We'll wrap it up into one. Hmm. It's well. It's a bit much for me. I mean I imagine
1: they get bored after a while though, right?
0: Right. They're probably you get bored after a while, plus they are dragons so like their whole thing is competing against each other. Mm-hmm. I guess. Right. I don't know. Uh, uh, oh. I will say the last
1: so a lot of these dragons are very old. But imagine being a dragon most of your life humans are just kind of like scrambling around in the dirt like probably 95% of the time you've seen people they're just like kicking like clicking rocks together and like like eating berries out in the woods and then the last like 5% you've seen of people they've invented cell phones and rocket ships and stuff and now you, this is the point you've decided you would potentially want to get off the ride when, when you've got a cell phone that can, like, project people into your brain magically. And this, you're like... This is such a good point.
0: Wh- what else is coming? Right. Okay, the, the, the question is, is... Is our understanding of history the same as in this book? Because, like, magic was always there... Right. Well, it's been gone for like a thousand years,
1: but it's come back. Right, right. But mm-hmm.
0: But like but s- like cell we're, phones we're haven't human been human civilizations. There. Okay, cell phones, sure. I but this is a very good point. I feel like you start to worry about humans a little bit. <laughs> You're saying they're sleeping on humans too much? They're sleeping on humans. Don't sleep on the humans. Mm. You're mm-hmm. making moves. Yeah, that's true that's true For- especially so, so these these dragons I, I i don't really know how long they've been like awake or, or aware of what's going on but the the three sisters or whatever they're called that are still asleep are gonna like wake up and it's gonna
1: be wild <laughs> they're gonna be like wait the dragons have been fighting among themselves hold on you, you see what the people are doing right <laughs> Have you see, have you heard of a nuclear bomb? You've seen a nuclear bomb, right? I saw the footage. I was like the first thing they showed me when I woke up. And the dragons are fighting each other with
0: swords still. <laughs> right. The other point about this is the the Northern Star is like worried that Bethesda and the Heartstrikers are gonna overtake them. Mm-hmm. But their three mothers who are the most powerful dragons in existence are not even awake yet. Like, you got some good subs coming in soon. <laughs> Just wait a little while. <laughs> this is actually a very good point.
1: And at first I wanted to be like, well, she's a seer. She can see the future. and She knows, like, even when they come in, they might not be that effective. But, like, I imagine though that level of power has some kind of, like, barrier to being able for the seers to tell the future with them. Because, like, mm-hmm. otherwise, the seers are going to be the ones in charge, of course. And it sounds like Bob kind of is the one in charge, but, like, uh, at the levels of power that we're talking about, if a seer can just, like, poison you one morning or, like, give you something you didn't know you were allergic to and you die, then, like, they're going to be the ones in charge, for sure. So the ones who mm-hmm. have a lot of power, they probably have, like, kind of a block on what the sears can do these like three sisters right. specifically so this is actually an outstanding point like wh-
0: <sighs> tasty too hasty go wake them up i don't know <sighs>
1: cook some french toast or something get some fresh squeezed orange juice you can lighten the blow a little bit yeah this is a great point yeah i think <sighs> The North Star for a dragon who's lived hundreds of thousands of years and is a seer, incredibly hasty with her mm-hmm. her decisions. Mm. One other dragon that I think is a little short-sighted. So Julius Julius goes to the safe house, and they find out that there's some of Bethesda's horde is separate and they've convinced her to kind of spread her wealth out throughout the country so that if her main hoard gets taken she has like a bunch of other smaller treasure hoards throughout the country and that took some convincing to do uh has anyone tried to explain to bethesda how investing works because i feel like there's so much potential we're missing
0: like okay investing as in the traditional form of investing, as in anything
1: aside from literally sitting on top of mountains of gold.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Hey Bethesda, I've been in, I've been taking that gold and buying property in DFZ, and guess what? I've got triple the gold I had a hundred thousand years ago. Right.
0: It's a it's a valid point. I was thinking more along the lines of. Like, instead of hoarding these cool weapons as treasures, like, give them to people that can use them. Or loan them. Um, or, loan ooh, ooh, loaning.
1: And, like, of course, you're obviously going to keep all the weapons that are, like, the counter to any of these. You're not going <laughs> to rent out a sword that can kill a dragon on sight. Oh, uh, no. Dumb. That's not the move. But you're going to, like, have the shield. That you you don't rent right. out. That's in your private collection. That's like blocks any magical sword and like makes the user poop their pants
0: when they try and attack you with it. Classic, yeah. You, you, little uh, little uh, safety deposit mm-hmm. in case they run off with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> the 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 question though about like using her hoard to buy things goes back to like do do the gold coins work you're asking if if she can spend them you mean yes like
1: could she could she turn her fortune into a liquid
0: asset right uh, because i could see if it's all basically all in gold Mm -hmm. yeah golden magical weapons golden magical weapons i don't think that you can liquidate that that quickly Hmm. Or you're going to create like a financial collapse, right? Right. Ooh. Okay.
1: Sure. But but like we're not talking about she has to suddenly inject billions of dollars of capital into a space race or something. We're talking about like she's existing for hundreds of thousands of years. She could just own New Mexico,
0: right? I I I I wanna. I don't think it's a hundreds of thousands of years. I think it's like thousands. A, something like that yes but you're right it's thousands po- point taken um you but it's the nature of dragons dan if they just i've just they're too short-sighted
1: we need a long-term vision for growth right we need a growth mindset not a hoarding mindset
0: hey, i'm here i'm here with you on that one mm-hmm. a <laughs> lot of lot of notes that we've got okay for the dragons
1: the last thing i want to talk about okay that's about this world in general the dfz is independent but the rest of the u.s is like it sounds like still the united states Mm -hmm. what's the president like is the president a mage is the president like what is the president? Is the president just a dude? There's no way the president is just a human without any special
0: things, right? Right. And is he elected like the same way that current presidents are elected? <laughs> right. Or, or are they constantly
1: looking out for like, oh, imagine all the magical election fraud that you could do.
0: Oof, man. The elections in this day and age are wild. Oh, wow. Especially when you consider. Well, I mean, maybe for like dragons, mm-hmm. it doesn't quite matter as much. So maybe they're not quite meddling because they f- consider like humans beneath them, I guess. Probably. But yeah. you, you've got a bunch of mages. Mm-hmm. I don't quite know the like levels of power of, of mages, but it seems like there's a lot of, there should be a lot of influencing going on you know what it, it's w- got to be chaos
1: like i feel like dragon president honestly makes the most sense they have like a natural advantage because their human form is just hot and so like okay they've have got the like jfk vibes where people are just like sure in love with their vibe okay they have just like unlimited campaign funds to spend on their campaign Mm-hmm. Apparently they have home turf so people already like them Dragon President.
0: Okay. And and are you saying Dragon President with with the people voting for Dragon President knowing that they're a dragon? Yes. I'm I'm imagining ooh I think it could go either
1: way actually. I think it could go either the people know it's a dragon and are cool with it cuz like who's going to like no one's going to assassinate your
0: dragon president. Right. It's, it could also be like a national pride thing. Like, yeah, hey, our president's a freaking dragon. There's a dragon. Look how progressive we are. Look at this. <laughs>
1: this DFC's over here hasn't even elected a dragon president yet. Come on.
0: I think that's a good point. I think that's the move. Because it can't, well, ooh, I was going to say it could, it, maybe it just sends a cooler message. Not that this would ever work but to have like a perfectly normal human president. Mm -hmm. I don't think that that would ever like actually happen.
1: You mean a non-mage human president.
0: Right. I think it would. As kind of like a civilian leader of the. Yes. I think the way that it could
1: work, they've got to be like a super genius, right? They've got to be like a seer level genius to be able to survive and like thrive Essentially, they have to have some kind of superpower to be on the same level of a mage who is also running for president. Right. And so I imagine the only one that a normal, like, unpowered human would have is just being so brilliant. Sure. Okay. Which would be a cool character to see. I feel like it's kind of tropey. I feel like there's a lot of those, but I'd be here for it.
0: I'd be here for it as well. Yeah. I'd vote for him or her.
1: For them, yeah, I'd also vote for a dragon president. So,
0: <laughs> well, we're just we're just saying we're we're doing um, identity politics here, Dan. We need to hear a platform. That's
1: true. I imagine a lot of the dragon president platform would be like, "We're gonna take back the DFC." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. They don't let
0: dragons in there. <laughs> oh man. Anyway it'd be wild uh look okay. should we uh
1: should we give some quick reviews before we announce the next book
0: yeah yeah let's do some do some quick reviews i'll i'll go first i guess um i enjoyed this book like it was very fun it was a good it was a good like we said last last episode good transition from from malazan to something a little a little well the like content of it, of it wasn't light but it, it was it felt like light and fun to me mm-hmm. um so that was good uh i in general liked a lot of the characters i will say um julius as the main character obviously i liked him um i would in future books i would like him to be a little bit more interesting on his own if that makes any sense because i feel like in this one he was mostly just interesting in contrast Mm-hmm two other characters mm-hmm. but he's got room to grow uh i love that a lot of a lot of fun characters bob was a good one anyway it was it was it was good to me i had fun with it
1: yeah i i think that's definitely what i would say too this is a very fun book it reminded me a lot of the cradle series that we've read you know there's like mm. a good cast of underdog scrappy characters who are up against way more than they bargained for I think Torridan mentioned at one point that Bob is is very Ethan. And I definitely agree. A lot of Ethan vibes from Bob. Very similar mm-hmm. characters. Always love to see an Ethan-esque character in a book. Very fun to have around. Love it. I really yeah. want to see more of how the magic like changes the future in interesting ways. We got a, a good mm-hmm. amount of it in this book, but I'm very interested in, like, the world building. Like, what does the world look like now that magic has come back in, like, 2030? Like, th- there's got to be so much crazy stuff out there. And very cool. Like, right. I'm sh- I'm sure you could come up with some very cool applications of, like, that mixture of sci-fi and fantasy. And so I want to see more of those. I, wa- I didn't see as much of that as I wanted to in this book. Yeah, I think
0: that's fair. Um, okay. Yeah. I think, uh, great, great, great start to the, to the series. We may in the future come back to it, but for next week, we, uh, we mentioned a little bit of the series last episode. We're going to start the first book of the Foundation series by Isaac Asimov Mm -hmm. next week. Going to read the first half of Foundation in anticipation for the TV show coming out that's right luke and i imagine so the first
1: foundation book it's just called foundation it's separated into five different books we'll probably read either the first two or the first three of that book so you could to be safe i would read the first three but we might only talk about the first two on the pod next week we'll just have to see how far we get and where's a good stopping point Mm point uh but yeah and then the show's coming out luke very exciting very exciting that's right yeah get after that and we'll see you next week with a fresh batch of hot takes still being dumb nerds